Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Friday! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lisa, can you tell I was all into our jingle? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Child, <laughs> it's been a, a rushing, rushful day. But yeah, I love our little jingle because it's, it's so catchy. It's like you dancing, and that's what I'm doing here in my chair in the chat room. Well, welcome, people. As y'all see, Leisha and I have actually just like we just got up, and it's just the two of us in the chat room. Welcome to Let's Chat. It is Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that, Leisha. It's Friday. Let me Friday. find out. You can hold the note. <laughs> No, we're not going to find that out. We're not going to find that out. We're going to keep that on the down low. <laughs> I got to keep some of my talents. I got to I got to keep some of my talents on the on the wrap. On the wrap. One day it'll come out. <laughs> but welcome everybody. My name is Tony with the download talents. Lee thinks I can hold a tune. I got my one and only fabulous co-host over there, Miss Alicia. We are so happy that you guys are joining us tonight. We hope you've had a great week and are ready for your weekend because, man, I know we are here in the chat room. Yes, absolutely. This is going to be a great, great show. So our topic today hmm. is, what's my name? Oh. <laughs> and so this is the thing. Your name, your brand, you have to protect that at all costs. At at for all at all times, you have to protect it. And a lot of times, I think people forget like, what is my name? You forget mm-hmm. who you are. And when you go to events, I think people are they get um, 
I'm just saying this, y'all. Don't send me no inboxes. I think they get intimidated by the amount of talent that they see. And they Uh forget to say, what's my name? Who am I? I am. You know what I'm saying? You for, they forget to mm-hmm. say who they are, and so when you forget right. to say who you are and you forget your own name, you tend to not walk in confidence. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does because it it it's intimidating, and especially if you're new to the game. But um, before we get into that, you know, let us properly introduce ourselves and our show. You're listening to Let's Chat, and what we do here on Let's Chat. Every time we come on the air is we love celebrating literature, but we say literature first because Leisha and I are first and foremost readers. And, uh, yeah, we done joined that bougie club. We, we, we're able to, and we're comfortably admitting it now. We are bougie readers. And we own it, but we love celebrating all walks of life, all arts of life. So we love to do it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. Our show allow all our guests and our listeners. Lisa, I'm going to start calling our listeners our family. You know, I, I heard something. You know, I listen to sports all day. And uh, one sports guy said, they're not a lot of listeners. They're our family. And I, that resonated with me. So we got to call our listeners our family from this point forward. How do you like that? All right, family. <laughs> We love having our quote-unquote family interact with our guests, and our guests are also an extended part of our family, so we love to do it in a royal way. We love to hear the passion behind what it is that they do because you never know who may be listening and you may touch a chord in their lives that just needed to be touched. Uh, So we thank everybody that's for tuning in and joining us Every single time Leisha and I are on the air, we so appreciate you because without you, Leisha and I would just be talking to ourselves. You know, we have no problem with it, but we love bringing people into our conversation. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're going to have a great show, like we said. Uh, what's my name? Hmm, we can go any kind of direction, but we got to go in a direction that Leisha has it on par for but, tonight. You know what? I mean, <laughs> hey, even... Because it's about to be another girls' night, even in sex. And you have to be confident. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is about uh-huh. to be girls' night, right? This is what we do here on girls' night. We about to have, we got four <laughs> fabulous women that's about to be in here that's going to talk that talk, right? Even when it's the sex, you got to have confidence. You got to know what you know because you know it. You got to know what you have. And you got to be able to say, what's my name? Like, mm-hmm. what's my name is saying, always walk in confidence. I don't care what you say, what you're doing. Laying on your back, walking into a room, whatever you want to do, do it within confidence. Because, see, the thing about women, and when we think about what attracts us to men, you know they always say that we like bad boys. We like power. We like power mm-hmm. and confidence. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And really, True. power is confidence. And so when a man has confidence, he draws you in. When a woman has uh-huh. confidence, she draws in men because they like power and confidence. That's just the world we are in, that that power. Uh-huh. And so that's what it is. You've got to have confidence in everything that you do. I'm sure the ladies that we have on today will agree with me. We got four fabulous uh-huh. ladies that are be coming in here today. We got Bianca uh-huh. Arthur, Bianca Harrison, Arthur Laquana Jones, 
author Kay Roche, and author Christine Davis. All right now, because, you know, when you said, what's my name, I'm just it's saying. All, it just it's went all down a narrow That's road. right. You got to have confidence. You got to have confidence. You have to know what it is, know what you have, and move accordingly. Uh, and that's just what it is, it's even if you flip it uh-huh. around on a man. We'll just take uh-huh. it on in a man. You got a man always knows. Well, he should know. Some of them, some of them, grits for brains. Yeah, I said it. Don't send me no inboxes. But <laughs> most of the time, a man knows when something is his. He has confidence in that. He may mm-hmm. not know nothing else. He like I may not know nothing else, but I know that right there is mine. And I can have mm. confidence and know that it is, and vice versa. Right. We, right. A woman can tell you know when when a man is yours, no matter mm-hmm. what else is going on. That's why people always say, well, side chicks, it, no. It has nothing to do with it. Because uh, Jada Smith talked about it the other day. She says sex is the most powerful addiction on this planet. And just mm-hmm. because somebody cheats, on you or has sex with someone else does not mean that they don't love you and never assume that because somebody tells you they love you that 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 love um, causes them to have control over themselves really life is really Mm -hmm. about um, dominate self-domination is what she said dominating yourself Mm. That's really what life is You are in this world You have to dominate yourself You have to control mm-hmm. yourself And so sex is a powerful addiction It's not saying that They don't love you There's a lot of things that When you think you're going to be with somebody And you think because they love you That that's going to stop them from feeling jealous Or being insecure or feeling this way It's not mm-hmm. It's not You see what I'm saying so mm-hmm. you still have to, you know when something is yours. You don't have to question it. You don't have to, I don't care what nobody else say, you know when something is yours. When it's your kids, you know, that's my child. Can't nobody tell you mm-hmm. about your child, as a, right. especially a mother. Absolutely you know that right. child to the soul and the core of who they are. They make mistakes. They may not do things that you agree with, but you can't nobody tell you about your child. Mm-hmm. Now, if they tell you something, and in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, that could be him. You may not tell them that's what it is because you're going to protect your child to the end. But you know mm-hmm. if that's something your child would do or would not do or say or would mm-hmm. not say. You know what I'm saying? But you right. know. You have confidence in that. And I think that when it comes to a brand, when it comes to your craft, you have to have confidence. And I think that people get on uh, social media they go to events and they become intimidated. They're intimidated mm-hmm. by the likes, you know, and, and, and this is the thing. Numbers don't lie. I don't care how many likes they have to every post. If ain't nobody buying their book, ain't nobody buying their book, period. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so right. but people get intimidated. They see how much interaction that goes on on their page. They see how many likes, you know, people give them. They see how many people are are just coming after them, and that's interaction. That does not necessarily mm-hmm. mean all those people are there because they buying the book. Mm-hmm. But they'll go into events, yes. and if it's your first event, 
people are intimidated. They, it's depending on how big it is. It's like 500 people there. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, how do I stand out? And then you see this one table, and they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And it may not necessarily. But you know, Go ahead, T. Peach. But you know, one thing that we always say, especially when we have new authors on the show, and um, and they're, and we understand when it's new, you're new to whatever it is that you're getting into. It's gonna be a little shaky in the beginning. But one thing that we always expound on here is to just go and observe, watch how others move in the arena that you're trying to to get into. You know, just just watch how they move and go as a guest. You don't necessarily have to be an author or an artist or whatever. Go as a guest and just observe, take notes, especially those veterans that have been in the business for a minute. Just watch how they move and, and, and just, you know, say, I could do that. Know with, the, know with certainty, I could do that. This is what I want to do. You know, just just build that confidence up because confidence is definitely needed when you're trying to uh, build that brand. Mhm. Yeah, so, absolutely right. I think, have, I think we have our first guest leash. Um, we're ready to bring uh, our first guest into the chat room. Mm, nope, I don't think we have Bianca yet. Hold on. Let okay. Me see. But book business is definitely business where you have to interact. You know, you're you're trying to build your readership up. You know, and in order for that to 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 happen, you have to. Be yourself. Come on shows like Let's Chat. We have this free platform that we allow all our guests to come in and have our family get to know you, get to hear your passion. And that's how your work develops legs. That's how your books develop legs or whatever it is that you're doing, your music. Leisha and I have a very extensive music library here on Let's Chat. A lot of people hear our um our breaks, we play our music, we play a tune, and we let them know that you can go get that anywhere music is sold. That's how new artists get recognized as well. We've had plenty of our family come and ask, what song was that? Who was that by? Mm-hmm. Or just hear them on our show, hear the passion behind what it is that they do. And we enjoy that. So. now. Okay. Well, speaking of that music, Lisa, I'm going to play some, because uh, I've been feeling, um, Xavier Lewis. I really Man, didn't feel that. Yes, he came <laughs> on the show. Y'all listen. He came on the show, right? He got this new song that we gonna play. His album is coming out. He's gonna do like a uh let's chat takeover uh, album release party uh on the show. What do you say it was gonna be? Sundresses and and sundresses and <laughs> well, we, we you want to go into detail? He said he wants the legs waxed, he wants the toes done <laughs> <laughs> because he's R&B. We gonna play some of this. He's gonna come on. This is gonna be closer to the winter time where he we're gonna have him on, and he's gonna play uh-huh. his, for his album with us. And it's just exciting that he even wants to share that experience with us. But we're gonna play it's gonna that. It's gonna be a ladies' gonna, night. Yes, we're gonna hit you with. Uh, 
his newest release. And then we are going to uh, have our first guest up in here. Okay, you want some of that Georgia Clay? Um, No, play the Wind Up. Okay, so his new song is called Wind Up. And then we're going to let y'all listen to it. We want y'all to tell us what y'all think, too. Tell us what y'all think. Okay. When we have these artists that come on, they always ask, and I be like, well, they said, okay. But tell us, for, honestly, tell us what y'all think. If you don't like something, you got to let us know so we can stop playing it. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. <laughs> let's, 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 we going to hit y'all with this. We need y'all to tell us what y'all think. Hold on, play. Baby, show me how you sexy whining. Yeah, yeah. Baby, show me how you sexy wanna Ooh, yeah, yeah Baby, show me how you sexy wanna Yeah, yeah Girl, I wanna see you sexy wanna Ooh, damn, girl, you're top tier Act so fast, like you mixed with reindeer Body of a Let's bring that thing here Love it when you wind it up Baby You sparkle like a chandelier So soft and warm You're my favorite teddy bear Yeah baby I'ma light it up Now throw it back While I'm squeezing on your butt Wind your hips If you're sexy like that Let me see you working like a From your thighs up to your ears You got a body of a goddess Bring that thing here Love it when you wind it up Baby You ain't gotta have no fear Baby girl I got you if your king is here Yeah baby
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay, so that was Wind It Up by Xavier Lewis. Y'all got to tell us what y'all think, right? Because we have all these independent artists that are always sending us music. And we have some that are mainstream artists that send us new singles that they have or they might give us a sneak peek of what they have to come. Um, but for the most part, we have independent artists. Y'all got to tell us what mm-hmm. y'all think. See, if we playing something that y'all don't like, y'all got to tell us so we can stop playing it. And then in turn, we mm-hmm. may get music from them. Or if we play it, it might be a, like, you know, here and there. But mm-hmm. we got to know mm-hmm. what y'all think. We got to get feedback. Because we're always playing music on here. We have tons and tons of music we get every day. But we got to know what the people like, what they want. And we don't know unless y'all tell us. We got our first fabulous guest up in the chat room. Bianca, welcome. Hey, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> We are good, Bianca. Thanks for joining us tonight, girl. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, for all those who do not know, your fabulous, fabulous ten. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Oh, I'm Bianca Harrison, author of several novels that's out right now. I am a mother first mode. I have three kids. I'm a wife. I'm in Gainesville, Georgia. I still work, I'm writing, and I'm just trying to dab and do everything right about now. So my life is a little bit hectic. <laughs> so I'm an all-around mom, <laughs> author, and everything else in between. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's right. me. <laughs> Absolutely. Busy. We love it. We love it. So I want to go back, though. I want to go back to when you first picked up your pen. What was going on in Bianca's world that made her feel like, Okay, I'm about to do this. Oh gosh, um, nothing. I just start writing. Um, I was at. I'm still an avid reader first, and after reading and reading, I'm like, I can write my own novel. I actually wrote um someone called my own. I sat on it for you know about a year or two, and just trying to figure out what I was gonna do. Who's gonna read this? And um, just trying to get a story to come together. Just plot in and outlining and just start writing and someone um, to call my own became my first novel um, it was after I had my son and I actually it was I think it was hard for me to write because I was actually writing and everything and then after having a baby and stuff and I just finished the book up on my phone and after that all my books have been written on my phone since then <laughs> wow so yeah so so that's just how my novel came about, just thoughts and stuff and just reading and and finally putting it out there, not worried about what somebody else thinks and who's going to read it and find out a lot of mm-hmm. people reading it. So that that's awesome. That so is awesome. This, that is awesome. This is Tony Albee. I'm going to try to introduce ourselves because we've been told we sound so much alike. Yeah. But has, authors, has authorship been all that you thought it would be? Um, yes and no. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> what mm-hmm. I mean, when you, when you get yourself out there, you realize, and Lord, you got authors beefing one another and stuff. 
It's like everything else. It's like a job and everything else, but you can't try to try not to insert yourself with it because I don't have any involvement. But when you go on your timeline on Facebook and stuff, and you're like, Lord have mercy, all this is going on. But I haven't mm-hmm. had a bad experience, I can say that. I mean, a lot is learning and growing as I learn and, you know, reading other authors out there, reading their material and stuff. I mean, it's a lot of mm-hmm. growth and a lot of learning. So I wouldn't say it's bad on my end, but just, you know, keeping your eyes open to seeing what's going on in the industry. So that's a good thing. <laughs> that's so, true. I mean, that's what social media is out there for, to keep you updated. But other than that, it's actually been a good journey for me. I like to do a lot of events. I like to meet new people, new readers. So I actually like that. So for me, mm-hmm. um, it's actually been a good journey. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha. So when you go to your events, where do you get the event information? Like, if there was, uh, there's always authors, new authors that listen to our show, and they have that yearning to go to events. If they oh need to find events, what are some of the, the drop some jewels on them. Where where can they find the events um, in their area, outside of the area that they want to go to? Oh, my gosh, there's so many events out there. You can go, I mean, social media for once. Um, there's a lot of book clubs out there for new authors. I mean, they would send information. It's uh, special. Join, reach out to other authors on Facebook and stuff. Um, become their friends and stuff. You know, somebody's going to post something. But also a lot of groups, too, for vendor events. In your, it might be in your area. Like, and I'm in uh, Gainesville, so I do a lot of Atlanta events and stuff. I have did some traveling and stuff, but that information is also posted too. But um, like I said, reach out to other authors. They'll tell you events. And by me going to events since I've been writing and stuff, a lot of people do reach out to me. Like a lot of people are like, how do you get these radio interviews and all this stuff? I'm like, honestly, a lot of people do reach out to me, which is a good thing because mm-hmm. when you go to events, you meet with them, or you, you just never know. You get their card and stuff, and they're like, oh, I met you at such and such, or I sent you a book out there. And, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, I actually have an interview on Sunday. It's in Atlanta. I got um, It's in Atlanta, and I don't know how they found me, but that's a good thing. <laughs> so, I mean, mm-hmm. once you go to events and stuff like that, I've, I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. But it's out there. Trust me. Go to um, Atlanta Vendor Group. There's like four different things out there for like the Atlanta, the Georgia area, events in Georgia. Uh, pull up events in your area on Google and stuff. It'll list, it'll list out everything out there. They have um, vendor booths and stuff like that. So you just reach out to it and you just start putting yourself out there. I noticed outside of um, book events and stuff, if there's an event that I feel like I do good at or something, I'm actually the only author there. So, hey, I can grab readers because, you know, there's, they got all kind of other events, you know, like paparazzi and stuff like that. But there are not many authors mm-hmm. and other events outside of book events and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I try to mm-hmm. pick and make sure this event's right for me and stuff because I have been to one or two, like, fashion shows and stuff that wasn't a good fit for me, but I know not to do it again. If I mm-hmm. choose not to, mm-hmm. so there's a lot out mm-hmm. there. There's events in your area. Just reach out, join the groups, and you know, it's, they're out there, and there are lots of them out there. So, so yeah, that's how I find all you. my events. 
Thank you. Welcome. Networking is the key. That's mm-hmm. right. I tell everybody all the time, networking is the key. This is the it thing. Is. You never know whose who's path you're going to step into. When, exactly. when you're moving That's through your day to day, you never know who is going to be placed in front of you. And right. that networking mm-hmm. is always going to add to what you already have. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's what networking true. does. It, it's a boost. It adds to what you have. It doesn't take away from it. You know, no, it, it, it contributes mm-hmm. to your brand, to your push, to to your desire to move forward. And so, yeah, like I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> now, tell us about your your book. What 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 is what's some of the things that we can expect out of your pen out of this book? Oh that's my out? gosh! All right. Well, I, I don't. I guess everybody have their different style of writing. I like to write different genres or, you know, I don't just say I'm this type of writer, that type of writer, because I like to put myself out there that I can write anything if I choose to. Um, like I have an mm-hmm. urban interracial romance. I say the urban Christian fiction, which is delivering me from temptation. Um all of my books are actually totally different. They're not the same. People would be like, oh, I've I feel like I know what's going to happen next, but when they read, like, oh, I didn't see that coming, you know, because you don't supposed to see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of, I mean, so all of them are different. The characters, um, oh my gosh, like I say, all of them are totally different. So you have the women fiction, the urban, uh, you know, I even dabble to interracial romance. I mean, I want to do a bit to do a children's book too. And the next book I'm actually working on is totally different, dealing with domestic violence too. So I just like to mm-hmm. talk about different stuff and put it out there too. And I also have a meaning in the book as well too. So I like to leave the readers with something, some kind of revelation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now, do you feel one? Do, do you feel one genre is more challenging than the next to write? No, it just depends on the characters. Sometimes I have mixed characters in the book; may have just all urban. So, no, my third book was inseparable. That was kind of, oh, I'm trying to think. It's like a women fiction, but it was dealing with a uh, mother and daughter duo. Where the daughter had to grow mm-hmm. so she had to grow up so um, fast because her mom had her all kind of stuff. That was kind of hard to write, and the reason I said that because you don't know what you could put out. You you know what the reader's gonna say, how they're gonna interact and stuff because you know she's so young, but she's doing grown people things. You know because that's what she was taught. Mm-hmm. And that's how she learned to survive. So you know you got readers, especially when you read the reviews. So you try not to read the reviews and stuff, but you always like to get the good feedback. But you see all this stuff on television that's happening. So it's like you know what in the world is happening. Right. So I like to write about mm-hmm. real life stuff because stuff happens, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm the type of author. I'm just gonna put it out there. So that was kind of hard because I didn't want to go too far, but I did go far. So you have to read it separately. <laughs> So, yeah, now, so I don't think it was challenging at all, not what I write. I try to um, do an outline first, um, but right. you do get, uh, you do stumble on some, you know, some parts when you're writing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, our topic today, I'm glad you said that because our topic today is what's my name. And really, it's just making sure that you remind yourself to walk in confidence in everything that you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about and that agree. and the importance of it in this industry. 
Well, you have to um, you have to be com- comfortable in everything that you do because you get out there and you listen to other people, and then you're worried about what somebody else writing and stuff like that. You're not going to never accomplish what you're trying to put out there. So you have to be comfortable in what you're putting out there and what's your name and who you are. So you have to be comfortable with that. Um, I don't get into all that author stuff or this one's doing better than me and all that stuff. I mean, because your reader's going to come. They're going to read. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to be comfortable and you got to, you know, especially with yourself, like, okay, I'm going to put this out. Don't just put out anything. I'm not saying just put out anything, but put out what you're comfortable with. And you want to make sure it's a good piece of work that you're putting out there every single time. But don't put mm-hmm. on compete. Don't put yourself in a category with other people. You don't have to put a book out every month, every two months, or something like that. I mean, but keep yourself out there as well, too. Don't let the reader forget about you. So you have to be comfortable in everything that you do and have confidence. So your confidence is your work. I mean, so mm-hmm. my name is Bianca, and Bianca's going to put out some quality work, and she wants you guys to read it, and she's comfortable with what she's putting out there. Because <laughs> I'm the there you go. not afraid to go there. So. <laughs> So I, I want I like to touch on a um, whole different types of topics. So you know, I try to still read and get ideas and just think, you know, there, there's so much out there. There's so many like mm-hmm. man, back in the days, I didn't see that many independent authors, or maybe I just didn't know. But the industry has changed so much, so so much. So mm-hmm. you know, anybody can write and put out a story, but you want to make sure it's a good piece of work that you're putting out. And not just anything, just to compete and say you got a book out there. That's not me. Right. Right. That's so important. That confidence. Yes, you have to have that and you got to like you said, you gotta know who you are and what's your name. <laughs> That's oh. right. What's my name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta make sure. <laughs> oh God. Oh, yes. Well, y'all don't have me. (laughs) I'm just saying we like to do a little fun. I know. So that everybody know what your name is. And so I'm excited to see what Tony has for you today. So let me give you an update. What we do is we like to do a live excerpt. We like to... Because this is the thing, when readers read your book, they get to feel your pen and your passion through the words that you write, right? But when mm-hmm. they don't know your, when they don't know you, when your book doesn't have legs or they haven't been introduced to your pen, your passion, your personality, all of those things come through when they listen to you do interviews, right? So yes, we do correct. these live excerpts. So I'm excited to see what Tony has for you. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh Lord, I'm excited. <laughs> Are we ready? What you guys see? Okay. <laughs> she said, "Oh hard. Lord." <laughs> I don't know what I got myself <laughs> into. <laughs> wait, no worries, wait, girl. Look, you got this. I look. I've been in Georgia for it's, it'll be two years in December. And one thing I noticed about people in Georgia is when y'all get nervous, y'all accent come out. That country accent come out, <laughs> and then the men start yeah. talking real fast. They start talking real fast. I'm like, how much you say? <laughs> <laughs> and 
the women, they just get that oh, real God. southern fried accent. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> and I'm from the deep south of Griffin, Georgia. <laughs> oh, Lord. With that being oh, said, Miss Bianca, we want to thank you so much for joining me, Alicia, tonight and our Love Chat family. You know, we oh, know no, your time is precious. You, thank you. But like we said, we love doing a live excerpt, and I'm going to give you three props to put into that seven expert creative juices of yours. Tonight's props are a raincoat, a machete, and some baby oil. Ooh, if you can just give us a... <laughs> Machete. Give us a little uh, mm-hmm. a raincoat and some baby oil. Mm. Raincoat? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So are I supposed to say something? So what you can do is you can take a scene from your book or you can create a scene with characters from your book and you throw those um, items in the scene or create a scene with those items. Okay, let me see. Okay, let me go with baby oil. Um, well, Ryan and Sharon is doing a do. And she's bent over. We got to use baby oil. <laughs> because he's not going in the first hole. use the baby oil. <laughs> he's not going in the first hole. <laughs> you got you to use baby oil. Because <laughs> he's not going in that first one now. So I say baby oil because forever his wife was something else. And, and that thing mm-hmm. with Ryan and Sharon and it didn't supposed to happen, but it happened. And there was a lot of baby oil used. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> so if you can just imagine that. Oh Lord, Sharon was a mess. She she's got the you gotta think when you visualize she was this big booty girl. Um, Ryan was intrigued with had a wife at home, um, doing stuff he wasn't supposed to while his wife was at home and she was sick. So, so a lot of baby oil was used in that scene and stuff as she was being bent over. In a compromised position. Oh, well. Oh, thank you. Baby oil was used, child. Baby oil was used. It was on deck. <laughs> yes, Lord. So, yes, it, it, it was. Yes. So, so, I have a question for you. Okay. Because you mentioned um, Ryan and his wife, and we were t- <clears throat> talking about this at the beginning of the show. How, well, we talked about it yesterday on the show. I don't know. Do you watch Love Is? Love Is. I watched it a few times. I haven't been up to date from the last okay. season. So, the, the last season show, finale, right? 
season finale was Already? Tuesday. Yes. And so, you know, Yasir and his best friend were talking. They were talking about love and relationships. And Yasir was talking about how when you, they talked about, the spe- you know, relationships are in the spectrum. They go from new to old or not so new. And so since him and um, Nuri are in a new relationship, he's like, I like to be in a relationship where there's love. You don't think, you just do. You're not thinking about it. You just you're just doing it. You love to be around that person. You love to make them happy. You love to make them smile. You just do. And then the friend, I forgot his name, but he was saying that he's in the situation he's in because basically he feels responsible. So there's two types of love. There's a responsible love and there's a passionate love. Talk a little bit about that. Oh Lord, passionate love. Um, and what was the next one? And uh, what was responsible the... love? Passion. Oh, to me, just reminds me of sex. Um, you got passion for that person, but it's not responsible as if you got for a spouse. Um, as our girlfriend is the same thing as well, but passion has to come from. To me, it comes from the soul, but sometimes it doesn't come from the soul. So there's two different types of things I'm talking about here. Um, you're passionate because you're about to get some. <laughs> you can be passionate that way, um, but responsible is you want to be with that person to me. So we may have two different things going on, but you're responsible because, all right, I want to be with this person passion to me is just going out and just having sex or you're just, you know, sometimes people can be passionate in certain situations, but is it the be the passion that's going to keep you with that person? Are you following me? Do I make sense mm. to you? That makes sense. What do you think, T? Because T like wife 101. She's been married for years, ever. Sorry, <laughs> Come on, T. She like wife 101. She's been married for like 30 years. I'm <laughs> Look, oh, T, I'm just oh, Lord, years. I haven't... Lord, I haven't even caught up with you. So, no, I mean. mean. It's only been 26. <laughs> That's still good. You got to round that up. Look, anything after five, you round up. <laughs> yeah, round it up. I mean, if yeah, both of us, I mean, that. can involve feelings. So, I mean, mutual. So, passion to me is just, you know, intense. Feelings with just sex. What you think? So you so you saying passion equates sex? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's just an attraction to me. I mean, it could be the opposite of somebody you may want to be with, but to me, it's just like you know, you're in the moment. You know, you're about to get some or whatever. So, I mean, that's that's passion. It's like a sexual attraction or just you know, somebody you're with for the moment. Can you be with them? Mm-hmm. Possibly, you know, but mm-hmm. responsible is the person that you're with to me or you're trying to be with, you're trying to marry or you are married to. That's just mm-hmm. my take on it. Mm-hmm. We can debate. So I just wanna <laughs> I just wanna make sure I understand. Like 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 we said, I've been married for a number of years and passion to me, I don't necessarily equate it to sex. 
I don't know if it's because, um, like, like you're passionate about writing. You know, I, passion yeah, to me is just being in my husband or my favorite people's company. You know, like even after 26 years, when I see my husband at the end of the day, he still makes me smile. I still get happy when I see him, when he walks into a room. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and that kind of, that makes me feel good inside. And that just makes me know that I'm passionate about him, not necessarily what's, and I'm, I may sound vulgar, but not necessarily what's between his legs. You know, it's just yeah. him. So does that make sense? <laughs> Yes, that's why I said it could be used in both terms to me as far right, as, you know, right. passion. There is passion in love, but there is passion mm-hmm. just in sex, too, just an attraction. Oh, yeah, it so, definitely you know, is. I think, is a, I, think one, I think one enhances the other. What do you think? Yeah, so that's what I'm just trying to get at because it could be used both ways. That's what ways. you're trying to like get to. Say, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honey, it went all around the world just to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I can help I'm you out in a few words, girl. I'm gonna let you talk about it. You would have got there. But yes, I mean, because yeah, I see it as both ways. So I mean, this passion there, girl, and sick too. <laughs> <laughs> go we gotta count words. <laughs> we got. You just getting your. You just getting your word count up. That's all, girl. I know, right? <laughs> Good, um, it up tonight, so my goodness. <laughs> well, we so appreciate you coming to spend time. Go ahead. Uh, about what she thought about responsible, responsible love. I like to hear your thoughts too. Well, when oh, when you responsible say, love, <laughs> when, when he was talking about responsible love, I do think that there are two types of love in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that at some point in time. When the passion has died, and the um, there's a reset and there's failure to reset together, yes. I think a lot of times you fall back on responsibility. And if you think about it, responsible love is what I think keeps people married for years. Yes, passion, I totally agree. Passion is a necessity, though. Um, it keeps you emotionally mm-hmm. connected. It keeps your energy intertwined. But mm-hmm. to me, I just think that responsible love is why people stay married for 30, 40, 50, 60, well, not 30, 80, you know, when the, your grandparents. Because mm-hmm. they were just in it to be together and to have companionship. If you think about it, nowadays people get together for companionship. You know, they don't, I don't think that people understand passion. I don't I think that it passion scares people. I think I've read something the other day where it said people that argue and fight and have tension love each other more. I don't know if that's true, but I guess that mm. they would have more passion for each other. Like there, there's okay. a passion, but it, then that passion becomes a struggle. But then that could be good and it can be bad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think responsible mm-hmm. love, at some point in time, you could be feel that you're responsible for somebody, but that also could mean that you're there just because, not because you want to, because you feel that you have to. Okay. Okay. But I, I think it can go, I, I think I think it's all individual. I think it's just like uh, that, that, I think it's on a personal level. I think it's a, your own opinion, you know, because everybody may not see it that way. You know, right. and and okay. but 
but in, and I hate to lump everybody into a same the same bowl because everybody looks at love differently. Everybody looks at passion differently. That's right. So I wouldn't necessarily say everybody. That's a loose term that I try to tend not to use because we can't encompass everybody. You know, you right. can't, everybody has their own opinion. So I I tend to shy away from 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 using those terms, but. It's all in your own persona on how you feel about it. And I don't want to take away from people that may feel that way and say that they're Mm -hmm. wrong or or you're not right. But it's all a personal choice, I think. And that got my word kind of, how's that, Bianca? (laughs) (laughs) I just like to hear your thoughts as well. Fabulous ladies, welcome. Hello. 
How you doing? Hi, thanks for joining us tonight, ladies. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? We are good. We are good. Now, for all of those who are not familiar with your fabulous pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. We're going to start with Laquana. Um, you know this is so hard for me. <laughs> I'm the quiet <laughs> one, you guys. Um, I first started writing when I was around 12. And um, writing kind of opened the doors for me as a therapeutic thing. I didn't realize how powerful words were. And um, I, I mostly did poetry. So in 2015, I was published by Naya Moore. Are you guys familiar with her? Uh-huh. Naya Moore published me first, and then after that, I've been published with uh, Cole Hart mm-hmm. ever since. And I have, I just released my 10th book. On the 21st of August. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yes. Excited about it. And Christine? Mm-hmm. Um, I started writing when I was eight, and but I was writing in play form, and I um, learned how to write an actual novel when I was 13. Um, I, I got my first book published at 15, um, Daddy's Legacy, I was under a publishing company that didn't work out so well, so I was on my own until I started my own publishing company. And then mm-hmm. after that, I got with Raquel Williams, who I'm with now. And this, I just released my 13th book on the 21st also, so congratulations to you. Huh? Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so Yes. So I have a nice. question for you guys because you 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 both started writing and and publishing at such a young age. Talk a little bit about that experience for you when you first sat down and decided that you wanted to be published, um, and and you knew that this was something you wanted to do and you decided to pursue it. Talk a little bit about that process and, and who supported you the most, most during that time. Uh, Laquana? Um, For me, I was more so, I was reading a lot. I was a reader first. And I read Adult Man's Wife. And when I read that, I looked in the back of the book and I saw he was 23. And that's what made me be like, hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, like I could do this. And my dad is the one that supported me in writing. But mm-hmm. when I first got published, when I first got published, I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of crushed, I think, because when I'm writing, I thought I was the best writer in the world until the, my first mm-hmm. set of edits came back. <laughs> and when those edits came <laughs> back and all those red marks on there, I was like, I have some work. <laughs> I have some work to do. I'm on the air. Because Why? I, didn't, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. What? I didn't know how to tell a good story. No, I think. you ain't got enough money. Right. Hold on, Lee. Get about my office. I'm going to put you on mute, Lee. Sorry, y'all. Y'all know these teenagers, they see you doing something, and he's steady talking. I'm sorry, y'all. Continue. um, Yeah, I saw the red marks and stuff, so I had to keep reading. 
I had to keep reading, mm-hmm. and um, pretty soon I kind of figured out how to actually not just be a. It's a difference between being a writer and knowing how to tell a good story. That's one. That's something I had to learn. I think the hard way. Mm-hmm. As far as writing goes, but I think I got it down packed. Now, still more to learn. You still have to keep reading. That's one thing about an author. You have to keep reading. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it though. I like to 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 put my my thoughts and feelings on paper. Mhm. I enjoy that. Mhm. And Cassie. Well, um, I was, I believe, uh, I was so young when I first got published. It was like it really didn't process because I was still a teenager and I was only in tenth grade. So it was kind of hard at first having to juggle writing and still being in school. But mm-hmm. I love writing so much that I got used to it, and it was just working out so well for me with my mama. She's my momager, actually. She sets up everything for me because I'm still in school now, too, but I'm still writing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mm-hmm. like. Like she said, I started reading also, but I didn't start reading, like, adult books until I was, like, 16 because I wasn't allowed to. So my books were, like, mm-hmm. childish, I'd say, because I didn't know how mm-hmm. to write like an adult until mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. reading how an adult. So mm-hmm. it wasn't – it was hard, but – I got to it because I love to write, and I still do write. <clears throat> That's awesome. awesome. This is Tony, ladies. Um, what is it about being an author that wants you to, to to keep you in the game? That wants you know to to put down these roots to to start longevity in the game. What is it about it that that gets you pretty much you know want to keep you in, keep you in the game? Let's start with Tony. Well, um, I say my readers, because at first, like, I would read my books and I'll know, like, how to criticize it. But hearing it from other people is totally different. Like, and I get a lot of good reviews, and then there are the ones that maybe want to write better and work harder for them to all Mm -hmm. be good. So I'll say it's my readers and just the passion to write. Okay. Mm. Um, for me, like she said, it's it's mostly the passion to write. Um it's really like if I don't write I'm not feeling good. It's mm, something that's wow. me like I have to write. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been times where I'm like, I wanna give up, I wanna stop, you know, and then it's like it's like the laptop be calling me because I have to get up and write. It's oh. it's, it's excitement <laughs> putting words on paper and and you know it just I don't know it makes me happy putting words on paper makes me happy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Now this is Alicia. Now if we were sitting here um, two years from now and we were talking about some of the things that you have accomplished. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? We'll start with Laquana. Oh, two years from now. Let me think. 
Um, well, one of the things I've always wanted to do is be number one, and that hasn't happened yet. I got to number four, but I haven't been number one yet. And um, mm-hmm. I also want to write children's books. I want to have a whole line mm-hmm. of African-American children's books. So okay. the things that I really want to do. Mm. Nice. And Christine? Very nice. Um, well, I'm in school to be a movie director because I want to turn all my books into movies. So in two years, I want to be working on my first movie, and I want to be known as one of best-selling authors. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, been on Amazon's number one before, but I still don't have that title yet. So I need to work harder to get that title, hopefully in two years. So Okay. Mm. But it's nothing wrong. You know, we asked that question and, and I asked that question for a, a reason. Our topic today is what's my name? And I think in anything that you do you have to move in confidence. And as an author, even though it's twenty nineteen so much planning goes into a book. Like you're thinking about the promotion of that book when you first put the pen to paper. You're thinking about how far it's going to go, where you want to go, what do you vision for yourself, and what do you vision for your brand. And I always I ask my clients that, and so now I started asking authors that on the show because it's, readers love to hear what authors see for their future. And most of the time, authors, even though it's 2018 now, most authors are in 2019 already. Like their 2018 is over because they're, they've already thought about that, and now they're moving on. And so I always ask that question because it's, I, I like to hear that passion um, for the, what you will do and, and how far you see yourself going, and I love it. I love that you guys both have that passion for your pen and for your brand. Thank um, you. What is the most difficult part of being an author that you guys have experienced? Christine? Um, I'd say uh, I'll say how, like, setting a book up is the most difficult for me because I'm used to writing with pen and paper. That's what I started off doing for years. And now that I'm on a computer, it's like kind of different, I guess I say. And mm-hmm. it's kind of harder for me because I'm so used to writing on pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I'm writing on pen and paper, it's easier for it to be laid out and for me to just let it flow. But when I'm on the computer, it's harder to type because you'll see the screen just staring at you. Uh. And, yeah, so it's kind of, i say that's the most hardest part for me, is just laying mm-hmm. the book out to perfection. Okay. And Laquana? Um. For me, the difficult part, the most difficult part has been interacting face-to-face with people. 
That, because your your name, you know, like you say, your name. So trying to get yourself branded and, you know, you are your, your, your brand. So for me, when I write something, like, it's hard for me to even read back. If I was in a group, like a reading group, and they wanted me to read something I wrote, I would clam up, like, no, I'm not reading that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, <laughs> I would not even hand my business cards out. I, would, I, I freeze up doing that, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be, if I don't stop, that could be one of my major downfalls because you have to brand yourself. You are your name. Like you say, you know, you have to get out there. I could create a story. I could talk on the phone. I can, you know, I could text back and forth on Facebook. But when you come close to me, it's like, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not giving that person my card. <laughs> and and I need to stop, and I'm trying to, but that is so hard for me. That, that's very difficult for me. It is. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. Maybe <laughs> I right, that's so true. But I'm getting thinking about it. See, let me tell y'all. I met her after Atlanta kickback. I think <laughs> I, I I dragged her around to a hundred tables. I know she was like, oh, I just met her. And if she text, introduced me to one more person, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, come on, I got somebody else for you to be. She was like, Lord. <laughs> but you own it though. You know how to do that. If I could be like that. I know I could, my name would be more out there, but I don't know. It's just something about ah. it. I, ugh, now I, I remember. To to, now I remember who she is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And she kept saying, I'm oh. a new author. And she was like, I said, 10 bucks. Child, you ain't new. <laughs> right. And I still feel like now. that. I feel like people don't know me. And it's part of, because of me. You know, it's like, I'd be uh-huh. an event. Surrounded by people, have a purse full of business cards, and like, oh no, mm-mm. I thought I was gonna do it, but no, not today. Maybe next time. You know, and it's like, come on, Anna, you have. To, how they gonna know it? How you gonna complain if you're not out there? You know, so that's that's the right. biggest thing for me. Lord right. help me. Now please. I definitely know. Remember who you are. I remember. I'm like, she's a new author with ten books. <laughs> right, right. Ten. I had nine at the time. I just released another one on the twenty first, and I'm like. It was a book event out here, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to wait till the next one on September 8th. Oh, so I'm like, like no. But I don't know. Oh. Look, Clyde, no, we class. can't have you doing that, girl. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I'm going to work on it, though. I'm I'm getting this together. Cold Heart, where you at, Cold Heart? We need you to get her into these events here now. <laughs> Nah, I and well, I know he's telling you what to do, and you just not doing. I know he's telling you what to do. Oh yeah, Cole Hart, he right? Be, now, no look, one, now look, now this is what you got damn got to do now. You <laughs> 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 see, you got you got to you got to know how to sell yourself. <laughs> you got to know how to sell yourself, goddamn. If you ain't selling yourself, who gon' who gon' like you? If you don't like your own. Oh God, That's okay, it. all right. We was just and, talking and Cole, about. Are you sure you're not a pimp, Oakland? Because you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he started cracking up laughing. I'm like, uh-uh, you, uh-uh. But, yeah, he do. <laughs> he always say that. Got to brand yourself. He always, always say that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting to it, though. I'm getting to it. I'm You'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to get there. I love it. I love it. Okay, so, well, then I want to know, with that being said, what have you guys learned about yourself? What have you learned about yourself? 
since you started writing from the day you dropped your first book to now? Christine? Um, well, like she said, I'm very quiet also. Like, I cannot talk to nobody to save my life. Oh, well, we can't network together because we're supposed to be uh, messed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of rejection, I guess. Like, I'm still young, and I just feel like older people won't look at me the same because I am young. So I know mm-hmm. now that I need to break out of that. Like, somehow, some way, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I have to because this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, and I can't do that. If I'm in this little tight shell and just just want to stay there forever and not look out into the world, so I guess I just gotta. I learned that I need to. I'm still quiet even now. So I just gotta break out of that somehow. Mhm. But things like this shows like this get you to to come outside your shell and, and just think of it like, you know, you're just talking to some friends about books, about life, so it just helps you come out of that shell. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, Laquana, what have you learned about yourself from the first day you dropped your first book to now? Um, I learned that I am a good writer because I used to doubt myself all the time. And mm-hmm. I learned that I actually learned that if you talk, people will listen. A lot of people will listen. And first you have to talk. So that's the, that's the thing. You have to get your name out there and have the groups and interact with readers. You know, you know, I had to learn how to interact with people. But I didn't think – I knew I was a good writer. But when I read the – especially the five-star reviews, I'm like, okay, they, they really like me. I'm on to something here, you know. So it's something that I want to do. Just forever. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Now this is Tony. I want to ask. Um, I'm sorry, Laqu- I'm sorry, Lee. With Laquana, she opened up her interview, and I, I, I love what she has said that there's power in words, and that you love to write, and you thought you were the greatest writer until you got your edits back, and you saw all those red marks. I can kind of relate to that because oh, I'm an goodness. editor, and I love my red. Pen. Leash can tell you I love that we red pen. We got that pen. hardcore red but, pen. You remember that week <laughs> that you spent so much time on this one paper? Like you didn't even go outside. You didn't do nothing. Right. You punched it in right. and the teacher gave it back to you with all the red marks. And you like, uh, she don't yes. even like me. Mm-hmm, that's her. That's what it reminded me of, too. I was going to tell my mama she don't like me. Look at all this red. I did this. I know this is perfect. I put you know, my but, best like, stuff into this scene. I put my all into the scene. Right. How don't tell me it don't flow. Right. <laughs> the right. monkeys went to the park on purpose. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember that. And, and Naya, she, uh, and more, she actually um, kind of hardcore with it, you know, but that's a good thing because it taught me a lot. And she like, why did he uh-huh. get up and brush his shirt off? I'm like, you know how people stand up and brush their shirt off? She's like, but the, you have to tell the readers that. I'm like, they don't know that? <laughs> like, you know, but I didn't know that you had to. I'm like, why I got to tell them that? I'm like, you get up and you just. I love it. Know? So he like, she like. I love it. And brush his shirt off to knock the wrinkles out or something. And I said, well, I don't know why they don't know that. And I, okay, let me try it again. And so, yeah, those red marks, it frightened me. I said, oh, my goodness. 
Ooh. <laughs> you got to think about it. When you're writing, you have to show more and tell less. Because this is That's the thing about know. readers. Yes. As readers, right, we play it back. Everything, your words play back in our head. So everything you mm-hmm. write, we're we're replaying it. So if you just tell us, then we can't feel it, we can't play it back because you're just telling right. us what it was. So if you say she seductively walked in the room, okay, well, what does seductive look like? What is seductive about her walk? See, though, things like that, you have to create a signature about characters. When, when you've got a character, if the character got a headache all the time, what does the character do when people start getting on their nerves? What is signature about your character? Something that makes right. that character stand out. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to show people what it is and, and don't exactly. tell them what That's, it is. Yeah, because Cole Hart, he had got on me before. He said, now, damn it, is it, what is she doing? Is, is it hair on the pants? We got a cigarette in the ashtray? You see goddamn smoke coming from the door while they taking a shower? What's up? I'm like, I don't know. I had to really like, oh, my God, okay, I can do this. You know, he like, I want to know, do we got a goatee? You know, how did the room look? Is it dirty? Is it clean? You know, and this and that. I'm like, oh, these questions are making me get a headache. Okay. <laughs> So I have to go back. I, I have love to it. And now well, when I get my reviews, it's like people writing, you know, it look, it seemed like I was reading a movie and people want to turn my stuff into plays and movies. So now I write like that because that was something I had to learn. So I'm I'm all open. Even the bad reviews, I read them. I learn. Please give me the reviews. I want the, the criticism because that helps me grow as a writer. Some people say people are hating, but just, Tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can come back at you with something else and fix that. Right. I know that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I well, child, here I on the chat, I'm just telling y'all right now, um, cut your pearls. Matter of fact, just throw them in your back pocket. Um, <laughs> because we always like to do something fun on the show, child. We like to do something fun. We like to experience our author's creative juices here on Let's Chat. And so, you know, T always come with some good stuff. I'm excited for what she may have for y'all. So I'm just going to grab my cup of ice water and put my feet up and get ready for the show. eating fast. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm tired. What y'all got? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. First of all, ladies, thank you so much for joining Leisha and I here on Let's Chat tonight. We know you could be anywhere else, but you chose to be here with us, and we appreciate you for it. Now, like we said, we love hearing a creative juices flow through a live excerpt, and I'm going to give you ladies three props, and I would really love for you to feed off each other with some of your favorite characters between these three props. So tonight's three props for you ladies are handcuffs, Jelly beans and a feather. What's the last one? If you can, a feather, like a feather. A feather. Like a feather. Yes. Mhm. Uh, we we ready? Yeah, <laughs> we ready. Says. And we we gonna do it like this. We gonna do it like this. Okay, so so you're gonna take those props. You're gonna add them to a scene, right? But we're going to put a twist on it. I want you guys to piggyback off of each other's scene. So, Laquana, I want you to start it off. And then, Christine, I want you to piggyback off her scene. Okay. 
So we're going to play, we're going to play, we're going to play, we're going to play tag. We're going to play a little tag. Okay. And action. <laughs> okay. Um, what can we, can we say anything on here? You can go any direction anything. you want to go. You can use the props however you want to use them. Oh, Lord. Um. Oh, God, I'm blank. My mind is blank. Take a scene from your book. Throw the props in the scene from your book. Uh, okay, let me see. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know, guys. I can't, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll start with Christine, and then Laquana, I want you to piggyback off of her scene. Um, oh. oh, man. Dang, y'all did catch me on the spot with this one. Um, uh, oh, Lord. Okay, you said jelly beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um... Dang. Okay, what was the what was the items again? It was a jelly bean, jelly bean, a feather, a feather. right? Jelly bean, feather, and what else? Handcuffs. Handcuffs. Jelly bean, feather. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do this. Okay, I'm gonna attempt to do it. We're gonna help y'all out, and y'all gotta piggyback off of me. Okay. Okay. Sarah walked into the room with her hands behind her back. She was gripping something, but Omar didn't know what it was. Christine? He looked behind. He looked to the side to see that she was holding handcuffs with a grin on her face. So he asked, what are those for? Laquana? You want to try something new? She asked as she walked over to him and began to kiss his chest. Oh. Throwing him down on the bed, she placed the handcuffs around his wrist and pulled a feather out of her bra. Christine? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... She glided the feather down his chest and then back up again and said, uh, um, and this is easy to do on paper. Hold on. I learned some things at a class I was taking. And I want to show you something. Laquana? Okay. I don't know. Oh, God, I'm lost. Okay. She dropped down to her knees and pulled a jar of jelly beans. From under the bed Laquana 
Okay. She took a mouthful of jelly beans and began to chew into the juices. Oh, God, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Ran down her mouth. Christine. She looked at him and said, do you remember when I saw you with that girl at the store with my son? And she pulled a whip from behind her back. (laughs) Oh. All right now. Laquana. She got on top of him. And with the jelly beans in her mouth, she spit on his dick. How's she going to spit on his dick? She on top of him. I'm I'm cold heart right now. How's she going to do that? She on top of him. Well, you know, cohort, get on me. I just told you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so Christine left off. She got a whip. So she has jelly beans in her mouth, and the juice is running. I was gonna go a different direction than that. Okay, so you can still do that. She takes the whip. She wraps (laughs) it around his ankles. Oh, y'all doing this man wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I thought this was a love scene. Um, I don't know, y'all. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. I can't. We tried, y'all. We tried. We tried. We tried. <laughs> okay, now. Nah, see, I'm about to give y'all some homework. My y'all mind don't work. on the show. Like, I'm going to need y'all to have this. We're going we gonna to throw y'all. Some, hey, we're going to throw it out, and we want y'all to throw it back. It's just a freestyling part. I don't know. I have to be... Like at a computer, my mind got to be yeah, working. Yeah, I say the same thing. <laughs> the freestyle part is hard for me. Okay, well, well, we, well y'all come back we, on the we, show. Thank you. <laughs> we gonna y'all already know what to expect, so I want y'all to practice so that when y'all okay. come in, y'all be able to throw it out and throw it back in. Okay. 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 We will be able to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you but, for attempting. <laughs> we thank you for entertaining us We appreciate you ladies We thank y'all for taking time out of y'all days Y'all busy schedules to come yeah. and kick it with us Here on Let's Chat Y'all are welcome back anytime Before you step out of the chat room Make sure you shout out all of your social media Where all your books can be purchased um, Any events you have Coming up And if you have a book coming out Shout that book out Laquana um, my social media is just Laquana Jones. Um, my Instagram is Laquana's underscore world. And um, I actually have an event coming up on September the 8th. It's a it's a reading chat, kind of like a sipping chat, but with books. Um, that's out here in Sacramento. And um, I just released a book on the 21st. So I should have another one coming out in September. All right, awesome. Christine. Okay, my um Facebook. Well, all of my uh, social medias are the same. Christine Davis. Uh, my Instagram is also Christine and Davis with no faces. Um, I just released a book also, so I'll have another one the end of September, I believe. And I have a book signing. In Chicago, I believe it's 
September, I'll say September 13th. Mm-hmm. And that is all. Well, we so appreciate you ladies. Y'all are welcome back anytime. Thank you for stepping into the chat room. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Have a good night. That was fun, Leash. That was fun. Normally, we don't do the, the, the excerpt with y'all, but I stepped in and, and did a little something with y'all today. I don't know. I didn't do much, but we had fun. It was fun to be able to bounce it around. And we have our next fabulous guest, Kay Rochet. We met her at the Atlanta Kickback. She is super awesome, so we're excited that she is coming to kick it with us today. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Welcome. Now, for all of those who are not familiar with your fabulous pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Well, I uh, started my literary journey at the age of eight, honestly. Um, (laughs) But I actually became an official uh, self-published author last year, around uh, May 2017, originally from Starkville, Mississippi. Um, I am also the founder of Me Time Book Club out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, that was established in 2011. Um, I am just so excited to take this journey of um, actually becoming an official writer. Um, basically, what I used to do is just write a lot of short stories and um, poems. Um, I also do spoken word as well. So just a lot, wearing a lot of hats. But um, I finally uh, realized a few years ago that um, this was my gift, and I'm just trying to put all my energy into um, pursuing it. Hmm. Awesome. I love it. So when you first sat down to write your, to write your book, um, your very first published book, what were some of the things that was going on in your world that said, okay, I'm about to make this happen? So um, the idea for my first novel, Appearances, um, actually came to me in about uh, around 2013. Um, I, I, heard, I heard someone mention a poem by um, Paul Lawrence Dunbar called uh, We Wear the Mask. And, um, of course, that poem, when they, um, I mean, what the, what the poem talks about is just the way African Americans used to be treated um, back in the 1800s where we would have to wear the mask. Um, it's a very, very deep thing for me. But what, but it, it sparked the idea of how we wear the mask among each other. And I came up with the idea of, of appearances just based off of that. So I wrote down like a couple of characters, a couple of characters wrote down like a brief synopsis, and I kind of just let it sit there. And then... Um, in 2016, when I was just going through some boxes, I had just moved into um, an apartment, and um, I was going through some boxes and found it. And kind of, and I just basically looked at that paper for probably an hour or so, just reading over it and just, you know, thinking about this this story that um, that I started, and I just made it up in my mind that. Um, I'm just going to finish this. I'm going to finish this novel, and I'm just going to see where it, where it takes me. Mm. 
Awesome. So do you do, this is Tony, do you write more poems as opposed to novels? Um, I've been writing poetry. I started doing poetry um, when I I really started focusing on it, more so when I was in junior high. And then once I got Mm -hmm. to college, that's when I started doing spoken word. So it's just kind of been a combination of um, notebooks and notebooks, some full of poetry, some full of short stories, have done novels, you know, just just writing, you know, having that having that um, creative side to you, but just never pursuing it. It's just you know, it's just uh-huh. crazy. Honestly, I wish I had a, I wish I had to just did this from jump, you know. But it's never too late. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Now, where is the source of your 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 passion when you sit down to write a poem? Um, so, for my poems, it's it's their spoken word is to me is really is derived from emotion. So, um, whenever there's something that's bothering me or something that I feel passionate about, that's that's when I can write the best poems. If I'm just kind of writing, you know, they they sound okay. But um, when you when you speak it out loud, it's not as powerful unless there's some actual emotion behind it. So political topics, sexual topics, relationships, whatever is 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 um, emotionally on my mind at the time. That 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 creates the best poetry. Uh-huh. Now I'm really this is Tony. Um, I'm really fascinated because uh, how. Like going through your daily life, do your daily commute. Do you see things out and about that kind of inspire you, or just to get your creative juices to flow? I can write something about that. Does those things oh, like that touch you? Yes, all the time. And honestly, um, when you when people say that you know you get that um, you, you I guess when you get that creative side to you when you acknowledge it. Everything is a story, everything. And so that another author told me a, a few years ago was that um, you always need to have a notebook with you. And so I, I always have a notebook with me. I always have something to write on, um, even if it's like receipt paper, whatever it is that I can grab when there's an idea, I always make sure I write it down. And I have a, um, I have like a bulletin board or a phone board in my in my writing room and I mean I have like book titles, I have like I have like a conversation that that I wrote down like on a public grocery store receipt just tagged up there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one thing that I um that I do is um I that, that one page that I got that I wrote down for appearances, um, I keep that in a photo frame. And I think that's important because it, it does show um, even aspiring um, writers that, hey, it, it doesn't matter where you started. It can always turn into something. You know, whatever you, idea you have, you can always turn it into something. And so that's one thing that I'm going to, to um, do going forward. Just the little ideas that I have, I'm always going to keep those in maybe like a scrapbook or something to remind myself, like, this is what the possibility you know, this is what it turned into, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, um, this is still Tony and Shay. You say you kind of started writing early, like at eight years old, but your first 
published book, I believe you said, was last year, 2017? Yes. Right? Where Where do you want, where do you see yourself going? What What is the next level for you as far as your writing career? So I, um, I'm actually, my day job is a, is a banker. So, so, okay. I, um, but, um, I made it up in my mind last year when I did my, well, when I back up a little bit in 2016, um, when I was kind of shopping mm-hmm. my book around before I got self published, I actually got a book deal, but, um, mm-hmm. the, the, contract, the contract was just, it was horrible. And I think people were just playing off of the fact that, hey, she just wants to get this book out. Um, she's not really going to read the fine print, so to speak. And, you know, mm-hmm. once I did it on my own, um, I, I I thank God so much because I really do feel like everybody has a gift. And, you know, I, I ask God daily, you know, I want to be a successful writer. I don't want a nine-to-five. I just want to write every day. And I want to get, mm-hmm. I want to be successful in doing it. So that kind of just drove me to, you know, you know, taking the risk of putting myself out there. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever happens, it, it, it's going to happen. But I, I said, God, you said action, you shall receive. So I'm action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I know that's right. Full time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of new um, authors fall into that pitfall, you know, and, and some are taken advantage of. Is there like three jewels you can share that you've learned as as new to the industry that you can share with our listening family? Um, the first thing I will share is um, you have to decide um, when you get into this industry that you're going to be ready for the ups and the downs of it. Um, as far as support goes, um, so I was when I when I first started, you know, you're like, hey, I wrote this book, it's something positive, and you know, I felt like I would have all of this support, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was getting support mm-hmm. from you know my circle, but um, the people that I thought would support me, friends, family members, you know, you would think that they would support you. You're not going to get that. And so you have to you right. have to know that you know don't expect people to support you in your dream because your support is going to come as long as you do something positive God will bring you the support so that's number one just just make sure that you you go in knowing that and you won't be disappointed. Um, uh-huh. Number two, I would say if you're if you're going to be self published. You have to be pre- prepared um, financially um, because it is a big financial commitment, um, and you have to um, you have to know that you're you're sometimes you may make what you put in, sometimes you won't, but it's worth it because there's one person that didn't have your book or didn't know about you that now knows about you, so it's still worth it in the end. And mm-hmm. um, the third one I would say is you gotta you gotta have that drive and determination, believing in yourself. Um, you can't let something negative stop you if it's something that you want to do. Um, you have to encourage yourself and take the time out to you know breathe and and say, hey, maybe this didn't work. Let me try this, but don't give up if that's your dream. Mm. 
Sounds like some powerful. Yes. Now, that's Alicia. We always have to say who we are because we sound so much alike. When you, (laughs) what have you learned about yourself in this whole journey? What I learned about myself is that I can, I can put me in a room with anybody, and I can, and I can, I'll be fine. Um, no matter where, you know, like I, I was at the National Book Club conference, and it's, it's intimidating because you're like you're around like heavy hitters, you're around people that have been in the game, have been successful in the game, and you almost kind of feel like you don't even deserve to be at where they are. But um, you, but, you know, I just I just discovered that you know. I I can fit in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can do this, you know, I can, you know, I'm going to be a sponge anytime I'm around, you know, successful authors and writers and stuff. I'm going to always be a sponge and put down everything they say. So I just, you know, discovered about myself that, you know, I I can do this. And that's something like when you first get started that you're kind of apprehensive about because you're like, you know, this is a world I don't, I know nothing about, you know, um, of course, I'm reading, but it's, it's totally, totally different when you're on the other end. You know, I'm uh, mm-hmm. the one that is explaining your book. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. Definitely now, is. Absolutely. What's been the most difficult part of your journey? Because you, you work full-time. You, you have a lot going on. So what's the... The most difficult part of your journey. Um, I I would definitely say the most difficult part is is being at work every day. That's that to me is the most difficult part because I, I'm at work, but I'm not there uh, mentally. You know, my mind is on like I'm. I don't go to work to work anymore. It's like I'm. I'm. My downtime is you know trying to find book events and <laughs> you know right. <laughs> different stuff I got to do. I mean, I literally was on the phone um, the day before yesterday, like getting on the phone with like a, a, a book uh, store. Like <laughs> they know I'm not there, mm-hmm. and like not, um, so that that's the difficult part is is for me is not being able to do this full time. That's that's the most difficult part, you know, just knowing that. I'm I'm working somebody else's dream, so to speak. Mhm. And not so, your yeah, own. And not your own, right? That's a good one. Mm. Because we always say on mm. us chat, somebody could sell you a dream for you real quick. They could sell you something that ain't even for you, something you don't even want. We'll sell it to you real quick. Right. Mhm. Exactly. Mhm. That's so true. Now, tell us a little bit about your book and what the readers can expect. So, um, appearances um, is about um, four main characters. Um, it's all about, uh, it's a drama and suspense-filled book. Um, Maya is one of the characters. Um, her and Tony, um, they met in college. They were roommates in college. And Tony actually, um, 
she stole Maya's boyfriend and ended up marrying him and having a child. And mm. in between all of that, they ended up being friends, but for the wrong reasons. Maya is friends with Tony because she is determined to make Tony feel like she has this awesome life. So she turns from being like a just a easygoing woman to a very materialistic type of woman, and she compares what she has to what Tony has daily um, to make herself feel like she has a better life without this man. Um, Tony is is friends because she basically is going through the guilt of it all. You know, she she still is guilt feels guilty for what she did because Maya is not currently she's not married. She doesn't have any kids. She feels like she stole Maya's life, so she takes the criticism. She takes everything that Maya does to her um, because she feels like she deserves. Ty, who is Tony's husband, he he um, he basically knows that Ty that that Tony feels the guilt, so he plays on her guilt as well. You know, he knows that Maya um, he knows that Maya still loves him and stuff. But at at the time in the first novel, he's really just you know ho- hoping that she go ahead and get married and kind of leaves him alone. Meanwhile. Um, Maya's fiance, <laughs> he has some secrets of mm-hmm. his own. Um, of course, Maya's not really in love with her fiance, so to speak. She's in love with the whole thing of getting married, having a beautiful home, driving an expensive vehicle. Um, he's a he's a, a prestigious attorney. She's a high end real estate agent. So she she's marrying the dream. Um, Hmm. But his own secrets, and then Ricky, who is um, he is actually um, Ty's best friend. He has a few secrets of his own that involve Stephen, Maya, fiance. If, if you know what I mean. Hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's called appearances, basically, because all of these characters are pretending to be something that they're not. And throughout the throughout the series, they are basically um, it, they're being tested as as to how far they will go to keep up appearances. Wow! Talk about drama. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> wow! Got me speeches over here, Leash. When you said that last <laughs> right. part about if you know. If you know what if I you mean. you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that, Ty, because, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something. And you just let us know we're about to have a good time. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're about to have a good time. Okay, so, you know, as a reader, you feel the author's passion through their pen as you read the words that are on the pages. But when the, you haven't been introduced to the author's pen, you may not have and be introduced to the author at all. Um, it's their passion for what they do um, that really draws people into them. So we like to allow our listeners to experience a um, free flow of literary creativity. So we like to do these live excerpts. Now, T is going to give you some props, 
You're going to use the characters from your book, and you're going to insert these props into a quick excerpt. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. You got that? <laughs> I got it. But uh, All right. She sounds like she's ready, Lee. Before we get mm-hmm. into it, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have so enjoyed talking with you. Now, your three props are going to be a stun gun, a machete, and some baby oil. <laughs> She's laughing, Okay. Stun gun, machete, and baby yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long does this have to be? You take whatever direction you want it to go in. Okay. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> um... Steven and Ricky were hard at it in the in the back of the pickup truck. He made sure that he had some baby oil to make the transition of him going inside of Steven a little bit smoother. They looked up when they all they they suddenly um were interrupted when they seen a police vehicle pull up. The two men raised up out of the back of the truck and acted as if they were searching for something. The police officer kind of gave them a nod because he knew exactly what was going on. He had the same thing that was going on in his life as well, so he didn't really trip. About 20 minutes later, Maya pulled up. She tried to cut her lights down so that the guys wouldn't notice that she had realized where they ended up parking. She grabbed her machete and walked slowly through the woods to the front of the truck. Ricky didn't hear her because he was too busy kissing Stephen on the back of his neck. The guys were so enthralled in their passion, they didn't even hear Maya when she walked up and stabbed Stephen with the machete. Ricky grabbed his stun gun and stunned Maya and took off running into the bushes. Maya fell, but she didn't stay down for long. She grabbed her machete and went in the bushes after him. Well. <laughs> All right, now, Well, damn. Girl. <laughs> oh, good. That's how you do it. Whoa, well, that's so good. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Was Steven in the back of the car? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, Lee, I'm ready. I'm ready to one click that. <laughs> that was Whoa. crazy. That was good. That was good. Now, we want to thank you for coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your books and any events you have coming up. Okay, cool. Well, um, my Instagram is appearances underscore K Roche. I have a, a Facebook page. It's entitled Appearances. Um, my next novel is coming out at the end of September. It's called Appearances 2, Mask Off. That's the um, final book in the series of appearances. Um, I have two events coming up. Um, one is the Brown Girls Brunch. That's going to be on September the 15th at Investment, Alabama. 
It's a women's empowering um, event. And then I have a book signing coming up on um, September the 28th at Bookmark and Cafe in Starville, Mississippi, in my hometown. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, you know you are welcome on the chat room anytime. Just let us know. We are excited. We love the fact that we were able to connect with you at uh, the Atlanta Kickback, and we hope to see you really soon. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me, and thank you all for what you do for readers and authors. We really appreciate it, and we need it. And we appreciate oh, you guys. You. So much, thank you so much. We want to thank have a good night. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Please, she kicked it out the park, girl. Woo! That was awesome. <laughs> Yes, yes. I was. It was a good day. We had fun today. We always love our girls' nights. Not to say that you know y'all fellas don't make the nights right. Y'all do, but you know, girls and y'all when we get together, just it just be something. We just be on some old other stuff when we get together. <laughs> so we appreciate all of you who listened, who streamed. Shout out to everybody who's hit who's hitting that replay and that is replaying and listening to our show after the fact. Welcome to the chat room. We appreciate yes. you guys. Uh we will see you guys last week, next week. Next week is our last week. We are going on break until October. So we hope to mm-hmm. see y'all then. Next week we have uh author Amir. Stacey Covington, Marie Dunn, and then we got the conglomerate coming to kick in the chat room. So we're excited. Next week our shows will be on Wednesday and Thursday. We will see y'all next mm-hmm. week. Until Have a then. great weekend. Have a great weekend. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yacht Dreams on a sunny day. Dreams like MJ. Yeah. Winning. Winning. She said she never ever been.